last couple of decades, the research has really been pointing to inflammation as the initial spark that sets off the chain of events that leads to acne breakouts. Now, bacteria may play some role, but it's the initial spark of inflammation in the body that is causing the dominoes to, you know, to fall. Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information, diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soulfire production. Hi, Maria. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Samantha. Thanks so much for having me on. My pleasure. Excited to dive into all things acne today, skin health. It's going to be really great and informative. And before we do, can you share with our audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Sure. So I am a holistic nutritionist specializing in acne. And I think like most people in the wellness space, I got here because of my own acne struggles. And I had acne for about five years, despite trying all the things, all the topicals, all the prescriptions from antibiotics to spironolactone, birth control. I was prescribed Accutane, which I didn't end up taking. And just nothing was working for me. And for a long time, I thought I was cursed. I just had bad luck or bad skin. But right. fast forward you know, a couple of years, I discovered this whole concept of food as medicine, drastically overhauled my diet. My skin cleared up in about three months. And I was like, what the heck? Like, why doesn't anyone teach us this? And that is what got me interested in nutrition and ended up changing career paths and going back to school to study cooking and nutrition and ultimately led me on this path here. Amazing. I love that. And I figured you had a very similar story, you know, in terms of why you became a practitioner. It's the similar story that so many practitioners have, you know, we've gone through our own health issues and then we kind of dove in and then that opened up this kind of like the floodgates to really want to teach this to others. And so I definitely can relate and I'm sure so many others in the health space as well. So I'm just curious if you're open to sharing like what age this was happening for you around. Yeah, so I got acne right after my 16th birthday, and it persisted through college. I remember, you know, the first few years of college, and I just remember just being so embarrassed by it. And it got to a point where I I literally thought something was wrong with me because I was doing everything I was supposed to do that my teen magazines told me to do that wasn't working, that my dermatologist told me to do that wasn't working. And I was like, there literally must be something wrong with me because nothing is working. Right. And so it wasn't until I was about like 21 that I finally, um, I was in college and it was actually a classmate who uh, was sitting next to me at lunch. And she, and by the way, my lunch was like two slices of pizza, Entenmann's chocolate chip cookies and a soda. Okay. Right. (laughs) And she's like, you know, because I was complaining about my skin. She's like, you know, your skin problems might be caused by what you're eating. And I was like... I almost spit my like, you know, pizza out of my mouth or like the the Coke out of my nose. And 
I was like, that's crazy because I've been to all these dermatologists and not one of them have ever asked me what I'm eating. Totally. Um, and she's like, no, like you should try it. You know, she grew up like very organic and her mom or her parents were really into like whole foods and all of that stuff. And uh, I was like, okay, fine. I'm desperate. I will try anything. And I gave it a try. So I started incorporating more whole foods, real foods into my diet, which was very scary and overwhelming at first. But I got used to it. I learned to love these foods. Um, I eventually just weaned my taste buds off of all the sugar and the junk food because I was basically, I was only eating junk food. So no matter what you're eating now, I promise you my diet was like a million times worse. I just lived on like McDonald's and pizza and packaged like cookies and freezer food and all that stuff. So yeah, so that's how I I uh, started. Yeah. Well, I love your honesty with all of that and sharing that. There's so many young girls that I can think of right now who stuck in that very similar story and go to the dermatologist and they're recommended and referred birth control and spironolactone. So can we talk a little bit about that and maybe some of the detriments of going that route and what the problems can be with that? Yeah. So I think the biggest issue is that acne is not a deficiency in any of these uh, medications. Okay. Um, But what we do know is that acne can be caused by nutrient deficiencies. So for example, vitamin A and omega-3 are two really big ones. And what the studies show is typically the worse the deficiency, the worse the severity of acne. So why we're not testing acne patients for their nutrient levels, I don't know because it's really a low-hanging fruit. And it's it's something like, to be honest, you just tell me what you're eating. I'll tell you if you're lacking these things because there's only certain foods that contain them, right? So for omega-3, if you're not eating seafood, and you're not eating seeds, there's no way you're getting enough omega-3 in your diet. Right. And with vitamin A, if you're not eating, you know, your orange vegetables and dark leafy greens, and you're not eating like organ meats, you're also probably not getting enough. Yeah. Right. So I think, yeah, like the way that the Western medical, you know, community approaches acne is they're approaching it from the symptom yes. level, right. not from the root cause. And when I was growing up, I was always taught that acne was caused by bacteria. And that's what all the teen magazines would say. And we'd always try to kill the bacteria and scrub it away. And there's something that's very satisfying about that, right? It's like, we're going to kill this bacteria. (laughs) But it turns out that the, the bacteria we thought was really the culprit behind acne is not. It's actually a commensal bacteria. It's present on healthy skin in equal amounts as those with acne. And you can have acne without actually having this particular bacteria on your skin. And so for the last couple of decades, the research has really been pointing to inflammation as the initial spark that sets off the chain of events that leads to acne breakouts. Now, bacteria may play some role, but it's the initial spark of inflammation in the body that is causing the dominoes to, you know, to fall. Right. So if we think about inflammation... Where does it come from? It's primarily coming from our diet and lifestyle. And so that's why diet and lifestyle is really the best defense. Even with hormonal acne, like spironolactone is sometimes prescribed for hormonal acne or birth control. The hormones are not the problem. They're never really the problem. I always say it's not your hormones that are the problem. It's your habits that are causing them to become unbalanced that are the problem. Because hormones are messengers. And so if your hormones are out of whack, we have to ask why. 
Right. And I think the easiest way to like understand that is if we think about stress and the stress hormone cortisol. It's very easy to understand. Like if you're stressed, you have a lot of mental stress, your cortisol is going to go up. But if you're really calm and you're like a yogi and you're meditating all the time and you're chill and nothing upsets you, your cortisol is going to be low. Right. And so, or normal. So that's the case really for all hormones. And if we think about like in terms of acne, not everyone who has acne has a hormonal imbalance. But one of the common hormonal imbalances that is sometimes present in acne patients is excess androgens. Right. And if you have, like, if you're a woman who has high androgens, you have to ask why. The body doesn't just throw things off balance for no reason. And so one very common cause is a high glycemic low diet. So too much sugar and refined carbohydrates can actually elevate the androgen levels in women. Right. And the, our Western diet is full of these foods. So it's very, very common. So I think it's really important that we always dig a little bit deeper. And instead of saying, okay, my skin is oily, let's just try to attack the oil. Well, why is your skin oil? Why, why is your skin overproducing oil? Right. Or that goes for dry skin, for breakouts, like for anything. Like we need to dig a little bit deeper. Awesome. I love that. And so in your clear skin plan, you outline six root causes of acne that your doctor is probably overlooking. Let's dive into some of those. I mean, I know you, you briefly mentioned some, but let's dig in a little bit deeper to those. Yeah. So one that I mentioned before is nutrient deficiencies. So like I said, vitamin A, omega-3, zinc is another common one. Vitamin D can also be involved. And then if that's the case, simply adding in the foods that contain those nutrients can help to make a huge improvement in your skin. Another possible cause of acne that's often overlooked is just a high, like an inflammatory diet. So if we're eating a lot of processed and packaged foods like I used to, and we're not getting like real whole foods, we're not getting fiber, we're not getting a nutrient dense diet, that just creates inflammation in the body and, you know, can end up as inflammation in our skin. Gut issues, so any sort of gut imbalances, what the research shows is that acne patients tend to lack certain good bacteria, like the good lactobacillus and bifidobacteria strains. They tend to have less gut microbial diversity than healthy controls. And so what we know now is that there is a huge connection between the state of our gut health and the state of our skin. And a lot of times inflammation is starting in the gut. And so it's right. really important that we are you know, for anyone with any sort of inflammatory skin condition, they're really looking at their gut health and seeing what's going on there and, and using that as a starting point. Hormonal imbalances, like I said, but there's that caveat that don't blame your hormones or don't like get mad at yourself. Because I think the, you know, we end up blaming ourselves. And again, thinking that there's something wrong with us right. when it's not, that's not the case. There's nothing wrong with you. Your body is doing what it's supposed to be doing. And it's raising this red flag because something is you know, out of balance. Stress is another one. Stress can definitely break you out. There's plenty of studies to suggest that. And then the last one that I usually say is harsh skincare. I think there's, you know, when it comes to acne in particular, we tend to just scrub and peel and like try to yes. obliterate everything that's <laughs> on our face. And it ends up just making our skin more sensitive and more prone to acne. So I'm a huge proponent of using really more gentle products on the skin and then letting your diet and lifestyle do the heavy lifting. Awesome. That's really great. Being that we are talking about skin health today, it's obvious that supporting our skin from the inside out is just as important about what we do to 
topically. Now, Aversio Wellness has this fantastic product called Everglow Now, and it contains organic tremella. Tremella is a mushroom that is a natural source of hyaluronic acid. And hyaluronic acid has this ability to bind water molecules in our skin, and tremella mushrooms can retain water and maintain your skin's moisture level. So if you've been experiencing some skin dullness or dryness, this can be a fantastic product for you. And Tremella has been really revered as a beauty mushroom in Asia for hundreds of years. This mushroom is amazing for just boosting skin hydration and creating that youthful, radiant appearance. So check out Everglow now from aversiowellness.com and use the coupon code wellnesswitch at checkout to save 15% off. I'm thinking about so many teenagers right now, especially my niece, for example. I mean, she's 14, but going through all the hormonal changes and definitely having a lot of breakouts. But at that age, to suggest to change your diet, it is so hard, right? So I can, and I'm sure she's not the only one. There's plenty of perhaps moms that are listening to this right now. And they're like, yeah, my teenager will not listen to me and eat you know, a healthy diet. So what are your suggestions in that case? Someone, you know, 14, yeah. 15, they're just like, so listen, when I was 14 or 15, I didn't <laughs> want to give up my sure. chips and my cookies or like any of that stuff, <laughs> right. you know, but it wasn't until I got the acne. And then I realized like the topical stuff was not going to cut it because I tried it and just wasn't working. Yep. So first I think we need to think in terms of upgrades. So instead of taking away the chips or the cookies, how can we upgrade them? So for example, with chips, which is something that I used to eat all the time, I know a lot of teenagers eat them. Can you find a brand and you can because there's a (laughs) healthier version of every flavor of every, you know, everything that's made with avocado oil or coconut oil or olive oil instead of like soy or corn oil or you know, these, these processed vegetable oils, which are pro-inflammatory. Right. Um, maybe can you find ones that are baked instead of fried, you know, with your cookies and your sweets. Now, what back in the day, it was a bit harder to find like healthier sweets, but now there's, you can find anything sweetened with monk fruit, which is going to keep your blood sugar more stable right. or with dates or honey, or just like a healthier sweetener. They're lower sugar than, you know, the candy bars of of yesteryear, (laughs) which were just like 80% white sugar. So it's just a matter of like finding, okay, what are, you know, my kids' favorite food? Okay. How can I find a healthier upgrade for that? And then the second thing I would say is to also like try to make it fun in some way and like maybe do it together and involve, you know, your son or daughter in the process of whether it's like going to the farmer's market to get the food or even the grocery store, you know, finding recipes that they might be interested in. Like, I don't know if you have a favorite recipe at home. I don't know, maybe it's mac and cheese. Like, can you make a healthier version of it? Like just trying to find something that will spark their interest and then upgrade it. And then I think maybe showing them some data on on the science behind how these foods are contributing to the breakout and letting them, you know, I always like thinking of it as an experiment, you know, give, give a short period, maybe it's a week or if you could do a month. I mean, I know that's probably a stretch, but even just a week, if someone can commit to doing a week of eating healthy, whole foods, anti-inflammatory, low glycemic diet, you will see a difference in your skin. It will not clear up a hundred percent completely. Right. But you will see a huge difference. And that is like seeing that in the mirror is typically the turning point. 
where someone's going to say, okay, wait, this actually works. I'm going to try this. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. I totally can think about my niece right now. Number one, she probably wouldn't care about the data as much as I would love to show her. She's 14. But yeah, it's been like pulling teeth with the diet. Well, can I, let me share, actually, let me share a little bit of my story. So, so I was, yeah, I'm, like I said, I was very upset about my skin. I mean, at some point I had a nervous breakdown in the bathroom, just like crying. I was crying all the time over mm-hmm. my skin. Because also back in the day, there was no skin positivity. Right. You know, now right. this generation, yes. they're a little bit more, first of all, nicer about the situation. <laughs> they're not calling you names. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And people are not, like, I just think people were a lot harsher back then for someone who has acne, whereas now there's, people are more accepting and like, you know, people with acne have more confidence, which is amazing. Yeah. And so anyway, back to, to back then, I'm upset all the time, crying all the time over my skin. And I said, I'm going to give this three months. I'm going to try this healthy diet thing and see what happens. So I do it and, you know, my skin clears up and I'm like, what the, this can't be real. God has answered my prayers and it must be a miracle from heaven and I'm going to go back to eating my pizza and cookies and soda and all of this stuff. Right. So that's what I did. Ah. And then, of course, my skin immediately broke out again with a vengeance. Right. And then that was the second time where I was like, okay, mm. okay, fine. Right. It probably wasn't the miracle I thought it was. It was probably the food. And then that is what ultimately set me off in the past. So there's there's a little bit of ups and downs. Sure. And it, it may take some time. But I think also making it palatable, like I think sometimes people think of healthy food as like rabbit food or salad, totally. like very boring. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that way. Like you can, I love adding spices and flavors. Like my meals are always super duper flavorful because I hate bland food. Like I don't want to eat just like a raw cauliflower or Same. a steamed cauliflower <laughs> with nothing on it. Yeah. Like it's disgusting. I'm not going to eat it either. Yeah. So I think just making sure the food like tastes good and, you know, finding those recipes. And there's so many online. Um, by the way, I tried your pumpkin bread, oh. which is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Amazing. It's so good. Um, so there's, you know, there's so many resources you can find to find healthy food that actually tastes good. I love that. And I can bet through your journey of eating better, you probably experienced so many other benefits, not just your skin. Oh, a hundred percent. Because back then, so now I know very well that your gut is linked to your skin and they're like, you, you know, you can't. You can't separate them basically. But back then I didn't know that. Right. And I also had a lot of digestive problems. Like I was very bloated and like gassy all the time because I was eating all this food that I obviously was not digesting very well, but I didn't know. Right. I just thought that was how I am. So that went away. I ended up losing some weight, like 20 pounds, um, which is like stayed off, you know, for the rest you know, 15 years. Yeah. And I think the most significant thing was that I don't really get sick anymore. Like I stopped getting sick. And as a child, I was sick several times a year. I was always on antibiotics. I was always had a throat infection, a a gut infection, a this infection, ear infection. Like there was always something going on. And, you know, if someone had an illness within, you know, I don't know, a 10 foot radius of me, (laughs) I was getting it. But after I had cleaned up my diet and really worked on my gut health and taking probiotics and just, you know, really take like doing a 180 with my diet, like I didn't get like, I wouldn't even get a cold or a flu in the winter and at college, you know? And so that was, I think, one of the biggest like, wow, aha moments about just how powerful food is. For sure. For sure. So obviously 
probiotics play a really big role in acne. Do you recommend eating our probiotics, taking a supplement, doing both? What does that kind of look like? Yeah, I think both, actually both. So fermented foods are a natural source of probiotics. And if you like them, definitely add them into your diet. So that includes things like sauerkraut, kimchi, you could do like a coconut yogurt, tempeh, miso, there's all different types. For the American palate, or like the North American palate, like they're a bit of an acquired taste. They're not as common as they are in other cultures. So sometimes people have a hard time incorporating them. But if you like them, also traditionally fermented pickles, um, this is like, I think this one's pretty easy for people, but just always check your pickles because if it has vinegar in the ingredient list, it's not going to have the beneficial probiotics. It'll probably taste good, but it won't have the probiotics. So look for the pickles that are in the fridge and that don't have vinegar in the ingredient list. So yeah, so eat your fermented foods if you like them. But if you don't, and even if you do, like it could be a good idea to also incorporate probiotics into your diet. Because with a probiotic supplement, you know which strains you're getting. So you can choose a probiotic that has the specific strains that you want. And like you make sure that you're getting, you know, your dose daily. It's a lot more convenient than trying to put sauerkraut or kimchi into like a recipe for the day. So in terms of skin health, l acidophilus is a really good strain. That's been studied for acne. And then there's another one called L-Rhamnosis SP1, which has been found to improve adult acne in 12 weeks in a clinical trial. So yeah, I would definitely recommend including both. That sounds really great. Okay, ladies, you have heard me speak over and over again about the Naturally Nourished Hormone Program. It is a step-by-step program to help you heal your metabolism optimize your thyroid and balance your hormones. If you've been chasing quick fixes and jumping on the new diet bandwagon every few months, only for your symptoms to return, Naturally Nourished is the program for you. And I would love to welcome you into the program. I think it is safe to say that so many of us are constantly chasing the next five to 10 pounds. We are constantly putting weight loss at the forefront of our health and our well-being, and we are neglecting the symptoms that are showing up for us. Our body is communicating to us every single day, and it can be really easy to get caught in this vicious diet cycle and restricting and depriving and overwhelming ourselves and complicating things when really we need to learn how to nourish our bodies. We need to reconnect back to ourselves and give our hormones the food, the nutrition, the minerals that it needs. We need to learn how to feel safe in our bodies and support our nervous system, understanding true nourishment and honoring hunger. We dive into so much in the Naturally Nourished program and you can save a hundred dollars off the program by using the coupon code podcast head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash naturally nourished and at checkout save a hundred dollars with the coupon code podcast and come be a part of our naturally nourished hormone community Now let's chat a little bit about hormonal acne. You've brought it up a few times. And how is hormonal acne different from other types of acne? And how would somebody actually know this is actually hormone related? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think now people, like there's kind of two types of hormonal acne or people call two different things hormonal acne. So one is people who break out around their period, they'll tend to call that hormonal acne. And that 
you know, maybe the case, even though they don't have any documented hormonal imbalance right. at all, you know, they get their blood work done, your hormones are fine. The other type would be having a documented hormonal imbalance. And typically with acne, it is that excess androgens that is associated with it. Like, so for example, PCOS, people with PCOS tend to, you know, have acne. So um, how it's different? Well, it is and it's not because the truth of the matter is hormones play a role in all acne, not just the so-called hormonal acne, because it's hormones that control our sebaceous glands or oil producing glands. And we know that the root cause of acne is really inflammation. So for all types of hormonal acne and stress acne and other acne, it's really going back to inflammation. And there are various different root causes of inflammation. And it's a matter of figuring out what is creating that inflammation for you and then remedying it with diet and lifestyle. That's ultimately going to make the biggest impact. Right. I, okay. I love that. And I mean, do you recommend typically hormone testing? Are there ones that you prefer over others? So I think, and this is kind of across the board, getting your blood sugar tested, mm. like your HbA1c, your fasting insulin and glucose, like that is actually, in my opinion, the most important because many times hormonal, like even like, for example, the excess androgens can be stemming from a blood sugar right. issue because we know that a high carbohydrate diet increases androgens in women. And because a high glycemic load diet is just so prevalent in our society today, it's, you know, it, it's pretty common. So I think that's really the most important one. And the same, like, so if you have period breakouts, so your skin is like pretty clear, you know, throughout the rest of the month, but just around your cycle, that's when you, you know, you have some breakouts. So on your period, your body naturally in order to shed your uterine lighting, is it's producing a little bit of inflammation in order to do that. So my theory is that if your inflammation levels like are, are already like a little bit high, but like your body's always trying to keep you in homeostasis and keep you in a good, you know, good spot. But then it's like when your period comes and you have a little bit extra inflammation, it just kind of overflows the cup. And that's why, you know, you're breaking out only during that time. But during the rest of the right. month, it's kind of like, you know, your body's like, don't worry, I got you. Um, you know, I'm doing the best right. that I can. Um, so it's it's always coming back to inflammation and diet. So I think, yeah, I think a low glycemic load diet is really beneficial. Also eating enough fiber. So we know with any sort of hormonal imbalance that eating enough fiber and making sure your regular is important yeah. because also constipation can play a role in hormonal imbalance. Um, we know that excess hormones are excreted through the stool. And so if we're constipated and they're not you know, leaving the, the ship or the, or, you know, the station, <laughs> so to speak, those excess hormones can actually get reabsorbed back into the bloodstream, contributing to imbalance. So it's really important that our gut health is in a good place, that we're regular, that we're eating enough fiber, that we are keeping our blood sugar stable. And then even though like we're supporting our liver, because that also plays a role in hormone balance. And so making sure we're consuming plenty of like cruciferous vegetables, for example, can be beneficial because that supports liver health. So there's always these diet and lifestyle factors that we can, you know, turn to, to help support whatever the imbalance is. Amazing. And so you've spoken a lot about foods and so many amazing foods that can benefit acne. What about specific habits or, you know, lifestyle factors that can also improve acne? Yeah. So making sure you're getting good sleep. That's, a, that's definitely mm -hmm. a big one. Managing your stress. 
I think this is probably, and like sleep kind of falls into that, right? Because if you're For not sure. sleeping, you're, you're going to be more stressed. But stress, it's like the, with the constant 24-7 news cycle and social media and like everything that's going on in the world right now, like mm-hmm. we are just bombarded now more than ever before. And I think it's really important that we all have some sort of practices built into our daily routine that are going to help us de-stress in some ways. So for some people, that might be meditation, others, breath work, yoga, spending time in nature. Um, Maybe it's just having some sort of hobby um, that you can do where you can focus your attention and kind of like shut off the rest of the world for a while. Exercise. There's so many different things and there's no one right way to do it. So it's a matter of just experimenting and finding what's good for you. I will say that I resisted meditation for many years because I thought I didn't have time for it. Right. And it's like I couldn't sit still and all that stuff. But if you find a good teacher, uh, you know, or even a good guided meditation on YouTube, there's thousands of them. Sure. Not all good, like some some better than others. But if you can find a good one that resonates with you, it is really a game changer because it's not just calming you in the moment, but it's calming you throughout the rest of the day. So I find when I am in, you know, a regular meditation practice that my sort of, I guess, boiling over point is a lot like higher than it would be normally, right? Because when you're stressed, you tend to just react to things a lot more and just blow up more easily. But when you can calm yourself and get into that, like, you know, just more calm space, you're less likely to blow up. And then the last thing I'll say here is that, you know, doing all these modalities like exercise, yoga, meditation, these are great. We should definitely do them. But I think the most powerful thing that we can do for reducing stress is changing our mindset. And there's a book that I read many years ago called Loving What Is by Byron Katie. And it's amazing for like rewiring how you think about stress and what you let stress you out and what you don't. And I just, I feel like it's such a game changer. So I always recommend it to people. I love that. Okay. I And I I haven't read that one, so I'm going to dive into that. Thanks for that recommendation. I'd love to chat about skincare. And like you were saying earlier, we are, you know, stripping our skin and using so many products and it can really become overwhelming and also very costly. And I can also see this in like young girls where they're on social media and they're seeing influencers use all these products and and then they're buying really unnecessary products. And I think also when we use so many products, we don't really know what's working for us or what's working against us. So what are some tips, strategies you have specifically around skincare? Yeah, there the 10 step skincare just boggles my mind. I just <laughs> right? don't know how how you would need 10 steps, but I think the more gentle, the better. So there are a couple of brands that I like that I just think are more gentle. I think, well, first of all, I'll just say some like general tips. Like number one, acne is not caused by it being dirty, right? Mm. It's typically coming, it's, it's coming internally from inflammation. So you don't have to obsessively wash your face. I think this is the biggest disconnect. Like people think it's all topical, but really it's mostly internal and only a little bit topical. Like doing the topical things can help to an extent, but it's not the, you know, 100% solution. Right. And so in the morning, you don't really need to wash your face with a cleanser. 
Um, your skin should be clean. If you're going to bed with a clean face on, you know, a clean bed, then your face is going to be clean. And that's right. another thing. You don't need to obsessively wash your pillowcases. Sometimes I see people saying, you need to wash your pillowcase every day. And like, again, if you're going to sleep with clean hair, clean face, then you don't really need to wash your pillow every single day. It's still right. going to be clean. Um, so you don't need to necessarily wash it in the morning, but in the evening, you want to use something gentle typically a non-foaming cleanser because the foaming can be too harsh and drying. Uh, if you use any cleanser and your skin feels more tight after, you know, like once you wash it off, that is a sign that it's stripping too much oil from your skin. Um, the unfortunate effect is that typically that causes your skin to produce more oil to compensate for that loss. So yeah. you end up with oilier skin, which again can lead to more breakouts. Um, so use something gentle and then... I mean, everyone's different, but like, and I'm not an esthetician. So, and sometimes, I, you know, I will refer people to go to an esthetician to like have like a full skincare routine. But right. in my personal opinion, I just like spot treating with tea tree oil on blemishes because it is antimicrobial, but more important, it's anti-inflammatory. And so that is going to help reduce inflammation from the outside and then using some sort of moisturizer. But I typically just like oils. Like I like very Same. simple, like a jojoba oil or borage oil. There's so many different like really nice plant oils. So I like that. And that's it. Like my skincare routine is super duper 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 simple. Same. <laughs> because I feel like honestly, the more products I use, the worse my skin gets. Like yeah. it might look really great initially when I put it on, but ultimately I start getting like little bumps and little irritations. And my skin is just like right now my skin is so strong. Like I always find it really funny because I have a dog and I let my dog lick my face because, like, it's cute. <laughs> it's your like, dog, I like of it. Course. You know, it's my dog. Um, and so people are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you do that!" Like, I would break out of it. I'm like, nothing happens. Like, my my totally. skin is quite strong, so like, it's totally fine. I'm also touching my face all the time. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just I think that it the the more gentle we can be with our skin in terms of products, the stronger and healthier your skin will actually be. For sure. It's like you're building skin resiliency. So exactly. Love it. I am so going to share this episode with my niece and we will see <laughs> if she's going to listen and take your advice because she needs to hear it from somebody else and not me. <laughs> that is also that is also key. <laughs> I have a um like I have a three day clear skin starter kit on my site, which has like a little three day meal plan. Amazing. Which can, you know give people a little bit of a boost of confidence and see like in the three days, can you see the difference? And if so, then like, okay, well, let me keep this up. Let me try it. So that could also be a good, good starting place. Awesome. I love that. Well, that was such an informative episode. Where can our audience learn more about you and connect with you? My website is mariamarlo.com and Marlo is spelled M-A-R-L-O-W-E. I'm also on Instagram under the same Maria Marlo and TikTok at Glow by Marlo. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being with me today. If there's anybody that you know that can benefit from today's episode, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and a review, we would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. I'll connect with you next week.